if you were wondering what I'm doing at a hotel, I'm actually staying in Dallas tonight. Tomorrow is the final shoot on my freelance gig, but we're going to start really early, and I really didn't want to make that drive in the morning. So I've got a hotel here. This is where I'm going to be staying tonight, and we're going to make good use of this time, and we're going to talk about photo assignments in just a second. This is the Fairmont Hotel, which is an old hotel in downtown Dallas. Been here forever. It's a chain across the U.S., but there are only a few of them. They're probably most famous for the San Francisco location. That's where Tony Bennett, I think, first sang I Left My Heart in San Francisco. I got upgraded to this sort of office suite kind of thing. So, you know, conference room in the middle. We're going to make good use out of that in a minute when we do photo assignments. I got two giant beds, which is way awesome. Decent sized bathroom. But the coolest part of this whole thing, and there's a lot of glare going on, but check out this view of downtown Dallas. You We grow, we go, but in the middle. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, it is Monday and we need to talk about photo assignments. So your assignment for this week is going to be on doing composite images. Now in the last video, I showed you one technique where you can shoot a series of digital images in a panorama type fashion and stitch them together. And there's a number of ways you can do this and I'll come back to that in a second. But uh, this is just one approach to how you could do a composite image. Doing a bunch of stitching in Lightroom or Photoshop is not going to be as practical for people who want to shoot film. It's going to be very difficult to control, but that is not the only way you can do a composite image. In fact, if you're shooting film or particularly instant film, I would recommend you experiment shooting a scene and making a composite image that ends up being kind of the sum of all of its parts. So for instance, you can have frame lines. That's okay. Maybe what you do is you stand in one spot and you do a landscape of a bunch of Polaroids and you just put them down on a sheet of paper and then shoot that and then that's your submission. That's another way you could do a composite image. And if you really want to be creative about it, I've seen really interesting uses that photographers have made doing portraits of different types of angles and stuff that all come together to form the final portrait. There's a lot of different things you can do with this and the sky's the limit. It is up to you. I do want to mention a few technical issues because some questions arose in the comments on that last video that I did on doing a stitched digital composite. Mainly the thing you want to remember and the key to getting these to work correctly is the algorithm that Lightroom or Photoshop sees to stitch these together needs to see as much consistency as possible with some overlap. And so I had questions about, should I shoot manual focus or autofocus? Absolutely shoot manual focus because what you don't want to do is have something shift. In fact, you want to have the entire camera in manual if you can. Any kind of focus shift or exposure shift or even heavy vignetting is going to work against you and it's going to make it really difficult. And I've even had it fail where Lightroom just basically says, I don't have enough information to stitch these together. So attention to detail is extremely important on the capture end of things. And then once you get this into Lightroom, another trick that I find that really helps with all this, because I mentioned if you're shooting Fuji or if you're shooting Panasonic, you don't have the option of uh, profiles for lenses in Lightroom. But if you are shooting on Sony, Canon, Nikon, what I would do is I would apply the lens profiles, I would apply your color profiles, and then go ahead and copy and paste those settings across all of your images just to make sure you're really getting that consistency. Now Lightroom will 
prose all these into a DNG file, so you're good to go after that. But the key to making these work from a technical standpoint is consistency. Remember, these are all six parts of the same image, essentially. Now, of course, if you're shooting film or even digital and you want to go more of the artistic or the creative side of this, there are no rules. Now, I realize that this topic of just a composite image is a wide open topic, but I think that's one of the things that's going to make it really interesting. In fact, I would encourage you guys, if you've got the time, to try different things. Try doing a digital stitched composite that all is perfect looking and then try to do something with a Polaroid or try to do something that's creative with different focal lengths. But the key here is that you're coming up with a composite image in the end that is made up of a sum of much smaller images. All this talk about making images is making me want to go shoot because I've got this amazing view. There is a pool deck. So it's hard to see at night, but this hotel has two large towers. There's the North Tower that we're in and there's the South Tower down there. In between the two, on the roof of the bottom part of the hotel, there's a swimming pool, rooftop pool, and the most amazing view of downtown Dallas. I have the Sony a7S with me. This is an excellent camera for low light, which is exactly what we're going to be dealing with, and I'm going to have to shoot handheld, and I'm going to use the Zeiss Loxia F2 35mm. Let's go check it out. are not recoverable and apparently autofocus isn't either it's really bright back there hold on oh hey look at me I brought my own lighting let's figure this out no professional vlog leaves home without an LED light okay so like I said before in digital photography you want to expose for the highlights they are non recoverable so expose for the highlights the histogram is your friend you can recover shadows to an extent, depending on the camera and a bunch of other variables, but you want to recover your shadows in post. Remember, that's where noise lives, but once you blow highlights, they don't come back. If you're shooting film photography, it's the opposite. You want to expose for those shadows, and then you can deal with the highlights in post. And really, this deals with black and white film, but that's the idea. This city is gorgeous. I mean, it's not New York, but it's also not crowded like New York, which is kind of cool. I did grow up here, and it's home. So funny story about this hotel. The museum that I worked for for about seven years is just about a block away, and my friend Jeff and I had offices next to each other. We used to walk over here because there's a Starbucks in the lobby, but there's a bellhop who works here because I've seen him recently. His name is Tony Bennett. That's right, the Tony Bennett. He's awesome. Maybe we'll see him in the morning. He actually met the real Tony Bennett once when he stayed here, which is a pretty cool story. I hope we see him in the morning. I'll introduce you. Over and out. I've got to clean up the vlogging gear and get to bed because we are starting really early tomorrow morning.
Okay guys, I'm going to go in and do my final shoot. You've got your photo assignment. Good luck. See you in the next video. Until then, later.